and welcome to the special sweary edition of Lave Radio. I'm your host, Ben Moss-Woodward, otherwise known as Commander Adela Weiss. Joining me, we have Commander Phoenix Defire. Hello from beyond. We have a stinky poo over in the corner behind the scenes and under the desks, Commander Psycho Cow. Hey! And just strolling into the room, swaggering in late as ever... Maybe with his microphone turned on, maybe dropped, maybe even with headphones on. We just don't know. We have Commander Fozza. Who's not in the room, even though he is in the room. But we have Commander Fozza giving us abuse over on Twitch. Honestly, oh. we haven't got a fucking clue what we're going to do tonight. There is no content. Fozza just walked <laughs> in the room two seconds ago. There will be stuff on a week on Thursday. We may it's have Garnet News. We may not. I don't know. Uh, I think we kind of told Commander Wotherspoon not to bother, because up until about two seconds ago, we didn't even know if we were coming on air tonight. Um, we may or may not... This isn't going to be an official show, whatever the hell we're doing. This isn't an official one. The best this is going to be is Colin, Fozzer, Cow and Ben do something, maybe. Um, and it's looking like it might be some bounty hunting... But we don't even know where it's going to be at the moment. <laughs> um, I'm currently trying to kit out a crate in-game. And apart from that, in real life, it's been my wife's birthday, and that's really what I've been worrying about. Um, Colin, what have you been up to? Well, let's see. At the moment, I am in combat with a dangerous asp, which is, is quite a, a unique experience. Uh, my my uh, crate... Phantom is holding his own quite well, so I'm I'm, I'm doing all right. Uh, at home, well, uh, just recovering from a little bit of uh, lurgy. But, oh, I thought uh, that's what you're talking about with your dangerous asp. <laughs> Actually, not too far from the truth. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's just putting up with the drought, isn't it? <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, it's I've got it's hose pipe bands and everything over here. Commander Psycho Cow, how's your pickled asp and the toilet? <laughs> My pickled asp? My pickled asp is fine. No, it's not. It's not. I, I bought, um, I love gherkins, and I saw a bargain. Everyone loves was, gherkins. Yeah, well, it was like six quid for this tin of gherkins. I thought, well, that's worth a shot. I uh-huh. didn't quite gather how big the tin was. And today we decanted it into a jar so we can keep them nice and safe. And um, also, um, I have, I've been sort of quite happily munching away up until the point where my bowel went, right, you know what, that's enough. And I've spent the last <laughs> 20 minutes going backward and forward to the bathroom going, oh yeah, pickles, mmm, not my friend anymore. What solution are they pickled in? Is it vinegar? I don't, I don't know. It doesn't matter, they're gherkins. <laughs> Fine. I take it by the, your answer that people can now hear me now. Hear me yes. now. Yay. 
Sorry, I was uh, I was hanging around on Twitch and, and eating my pizza. I didn't think you guys would start on time, considering that we weren't supposed to be doing a, a proper show. So I was just no, we're not we're not doing a proper show. <laughs> but then yeah. I saw obviously that you, you. I was watching the Twitch stream and obviously the the intro came on. And I thought, oh god, they're being keen. And then I realised that actually there was a delay on the Twitch stream. So what I was watching, <laughs> not only was I horrendously late trying to jump in in the intro when you started on Twitch, but I was horrendously late by about thirty seconds. So uh, yeah, apologies for that. <laughs> it's oh. good to have you with us. How you been, Foz? Yeah, good actually. Yeah, not too bad. I was away all of last week doing a, a marketing roadshow for work. Uh, two days down in Heathrow, then two days down in, uh, well, up in uh, Sutton Coalfield, which I have to say is not a place I've I've ever ventured before. And then uh, here this week and then off next week to Dublin and uh, to Edinburgh. So uh, listening to you guys on Twitch, I thought, you know, I've got to get on there because there's just far too many Scottish accents on, uh, on one show. Mm. There needs to be something, you know, so at least a voice that people can understand. Uh, <laughs> 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 talking about proper voices of people, uh, I've probably insulted all people from sort of the Birmingham area. I I try for the Sagittarius Eye stuff. I tr- I did a very very vague and very 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 bad Birmingham accent for you know a the recording one. that I've handed in today. <laughs> oh, oh no, even more messed up than my normal one. I wouldn't worry about it most people from Birmingham are just insulted anyway that's Pretty true much. they're just insulted that you live there amongst them <laughs> and they haven't been able to get rid of you yet that's the thing especially considering you don't actually live there you just sort of interlope for the working week and then disappear back I'm up north off. Yeah. Yeah, so I've got to keep myself honest somehow <laughs> You're never going to be honest, fella. Let's be let's be clear. I was going to say let's be honest, fella, but you can't be honest to be to be honest. You're not being honest. Anyway, no. So um, yes. apart from that, what else have been up to? I um, I had uh, the equivalent of the uh, the red rings of death on my Oculus Rift S. Um, I had yeah. the, the three white flashing dots um, and the sensors no worky. Uh, which the internet has many people saying they've had the same problem, but nobody's been able to fix it. So he contacted Oculus support, and they said, yeah, you might want to return that to us. So uh, oh, yeah. that's gone oh, back to good. Amazon. And um, I've, uh, I've, bought a, I've bought a Vive Pro, and it arrives oh. tomorrow, and I'm very excited, stroke nervous about it. So you just gave them back your, Vive, your Oculus S and said, no, nah, don't bother giving me another one out, and give me a, and got a Vive Pro instead. Uh, give me a refund, and uh, yeah, I will. Uh, I'll get a Vive instead. So, because I mean, the reason being that um, I, I suffered quite a bit with the original Oculus in terms of um, motion sickness with it, mm-hmm. and I don't know if that was because it was either the quality of the graphics. I spent a lot of time squinting trying to read text. It could have been that, um, or it could have been the fact that I never wore my glasses with it. So, with the Oculus Rift S, I was able to comfortably wear my glasses, and. I've got a stigmatism in one eye, which the glasses mm-hmm. correct and my contact lenses don't. Jeez. So every time I did VR, I did in my contact lenses. And yet, when I did my VR in my glasses, which the Oculus Rift S allowed, because it was slightly bigger, um, I got no motion sickness whatsoever. So I'm thinking, if this is, if this is the answer, then uh, a Vive Pro with glasses, uh, with better resolution, seemed to be the best set all round. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, I obviously I, I, I consulted with the expert on all these things, which is Cal, um, and uh, he didn't uh, he didn't poo poo the idea. So uh, 
That's because he hasn't had enough pickles yet. <laughs> that was because he was too busy poo-pooing in a completely different reason. Yeah, absolutely. Well, yeah, um, the only reason, I, the only thing I was saying was that the um, the Oculus S may well be a better piece of kit, but it could well be bogged down with um, issues. You've had because if it has issues, right? If it has, if any new device has problems, you can guarantee it will be the one that forces bot. <laughs> that is very true. true. This is true. It just mm. always seems to happen to you that 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 you just end up with one that gives you nothing but jet and everyone else they go, no, mine's never done that. What's going on with yours? <laughs> That's true. And in fairness, every time I bring those sort of problems to you, you you, you and Moof are both scratching your head as if to say, what the hell have you done to this boss? No, I, I don't. You know, I don't do anything untoward to it. I promise. And yeah, it always does end up a bit broken. So, but this is this is not a problem that's just uh, unique to me. There are a few. Uh, white flashy dots of death on uh, on the forums and stuff which yeah is a shame because uh, i was i was really enjoying the rift um yeah. but I'm, I'm thinking i'm going to enjoy the pro even more it's, is it's the pro it, also wireless no can be i, I <laughs> i've got the wireless adapter kit for it and it requires a pci express slot inside your machine which attaches to a what can only look like a radar gun. I'm sure it's probably cooking my brain as we speak. <laughs> um, but the actual wireless software setup is an absolute freaking joy. It works first time, every time. Okay. Mm. Um, but is it? I mean, I've got I've got cabling um, dangling from the roof to 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 grab a hold of the wire, my bungee cords and stuff. So the whole wireless thing never really, and I've got a really tiny area to play with. So I'm not sure if it was going to be that big a big an issue. Sorry, I'm just it makes, I mean, I'm obviously, not sure it was going to be that big an issue. It was curiosity for me, and and it definitely because um, I had the other vibe with the third party kit, the one that basically mm -hmm. you know I think it just whispered to the signal. It went <laughs> across your room with a high pitched squeal. Um, but the pro, the Vive Pro was. I, I mean, I think it's a very nice uh, head. Um, the the, the resolution is really good. Um, it's not the best. I've the, not um, seen the S yet or the new or the any of the new stuff, the Primax ones. But um, I tell you what, the most comfortable VR headset is out of the lot. If it's not the one I'm about to buy, I don't want to know. It's a Sony VR. No. No. Yeah. That's very front heavy. That's one of the things I'm having to sell in order to make up enough money to uh, to buy the the pro, and I don't think that's comfortable at all. I think that's really front heavy. You can't be wearing it. The Rift is much better than that. The Rift S is is a similar sort of dial back um, uh, plastic bar on the back of the head, which is a massive improvement over the original Rift. Um, yeah. But yeah, I just find the P uh, the PS. Or VR, PSVR, uh, just really front heavy. It's an awkward one because the the original Vive had elastic straps that sat yeah, in the head. Yeah, I saw. And then they brought out the deluxe headset, which came with the headphones, and that was an absolute game changer because it was extremely comfortable. And the Vive Pro, I am glad to say, has continued in that vein. Um, Ah, that's a good point. I wasn't sure if the deluxe headband was something I should be buying for the uh, the Vive Pro. Nah, you wouldn't need it. it I'm comes, guessing not. It comes with its own very comfortable headset, and um, yeah, again, it's just I really like I really like the the Vive. Um, but yeah, good luck when it arrives. I hope it's all you know, all that you're looking for. 
And if not, well, the only keep, thing is keep an eye on Foz's <laughs> Facebook for a bargain. <laughs> <laughs> the um, the other thing I really liked about the the Rift S was the fact that it had um, no uh, lighthouses, no sensors. Um, because my my setup in my room is quite tiny, so I always struggled with the uh, the rift and uh, my three sensor setup. So I'm hoping the light boxes um, are reasonably straightforward. Uh, they don't have to connect to the computer, which is a massive bonus over the rift. They just literally plug into a power socket, don't they? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, so I mean, to that end, I've got plug sockets nearby to, just to have masses of uh, power cables. Um, extension usb cables which is what i needed to get the third sensor working on my uh my rift and it it, it, ne it was never great um it would never it was it was never able to scan the room so as long as as long as the sensor set up on the uh, on the vive is okay then uh then i'll be a happy man yeah i mean i'm, I'm quite i'm more than happy in, in my office with the the setup but um what what, what else have you been up to this week <laughs> uh, no, oh, it was James's birthday. Yeah, so James, uh, my little boy, turned eight, so not so little anymore. And I had a wonderfully bad idea about hosting a uh, an eight-year-old's birthday party with just six of his mates. Uh, <laughs> and I thought, I thought I've got enough. You know, you cool thought you dad were cool. <laughs> I did. This, 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 you can see how I've made the mistake. So I thought I had enough cool dad tech to be able to arrange it. So he had, um, we bought him extra Nerf guns, so he had Laser Op Pro. Um, and you know I've been on the scrounge for um, a, a, an old mobile phone Fun to connect phones. to the app. Yeah, so everybody could uh, have their own gun and they could have their own uh, phone that links with their gun that also talks. And we could have a big sort of multiplayer running around the, um, the village hall, stroke village hall park behind it, uh, shooting each Fun other. Stuff. Mm -hmm. I just want to interject here. You thought you were cool, combined with the village hall. Hey, they're eight. <laughs> you know, it's the village hall. And behind the yeah. village hall, they've got That's a, a still massive... not cool, even if you're eight. But no, you see, the village hall has a adventure playground behind it. So if you combine the adventure playground with the fact that you've got these Nerf laser guns, one of which, by the way, is not just the Nerf sort of pistols that you get, but it's the full-on... Yeah, recall oh, action. Gun, yeah, the recall action Gatling gun. So set them all up, uh, and we had uh, you know a free for all. And the person who got the highest points in the free for all game then became the the hunted. So he had the uh, the big gun, which had ten lives and unlimited ammo. So he went off and hid, and then the the other five went chasing after him. And so that was good. That kept him entertained yeah. for about an hour, which wasn't bad. But uh, foolishly, normally kids' birthday parties are about what two hours. Yeah, so uh, I had lot, I had lots of things that I wanted to uh, to get done with this party. So I said, "Look, drop them off at about three thirty and come and collect them at eight. Um, uh. Yeah. <laughs> so on the agenda we had uh, laser up pros <laughs> right, from the so nerf. You can stop the that again because you've said you were cool, and then you've said agenda. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't say that to the kids, did I? Let's be fair. I did said, you get did you get the flip chart out just to show them the itinerary? <laughs> yeah, in fairness, I was I was thinking about getting a flip chart out so I could keep uh, keep track of their scores. Um, but yeah, so the other things they had, they also had um, drone racing. Um, so they yeah, they had um, we had little gates set up and we had sort of like the proper drone racing gates. Uh, mm -hmm. And they had these 25-pound um, drones 
which are really easy to fly, have a sort of um, a horizontal um, hold on them, horizon hold rather, so they could fly those around. That was a nightmare. Um, turns out the first kid who got it in his hands uh, flew the course perfectly, never flown drones before, flew wow. the course perfectly, went around, landed it, big round of applause. I thought, Heh. yeah, I was right. This is something that eight-year-olds can do. I was wrong. I was absolutely 110% wrong. This was something that that one eight-year-old could do out of all of them. The rest of them were a bloody menace. An absolute, you know, fly, throwing yourself onto the ground as it went whizzing past your head, <laughs> you know, completely <laughs> off course. So that one was cut reasonably short. Um, and also that sort of then went on to the fact that we also had the, have you seen the Star Wars drones that fire yes. the lasers? Yeah. So we had two of those. We had a TIE fighter and an X-Wing. And the idea was that they would do some battling with those. However, having seen how they flew, there was only one sort of, we'll call it an exhibition match between myself in the TIE fighter and this boy who could actually fly drones uh, naturally <laughs> like a drone. Just, and that kept him entertained for all of, you know, like 10 minutes. And then after that, Please we went on to... these are coming to LaveCon. Oh, they can do. <laughs> They've got no other use now. So yes, they can come to LaveCon. Um... And then after that, we put on the big screen, we put the, uh, the Nintendo Switch in the big screen, and they had lots of games of Mario Kart on that. Uh, and then we went outside again, and we had a remote control all-terrain buggy, quite a fast one. And I'd set up a track around the um, around the adventure playground, and we did a time track you know, through the cones and over jumps and stuff, um, which was absolutely fine until that caught fire, because they just <laughs> cut grass the adventure playground. And the grass got up and the battery was really hot because obviously going through grass, it's quite difficult for the engine and stuff. So, you know, about the fourth time round, that started to smoke and then flames started to come out of that. So that's melted the, uh, the plastic casing of that. But interestingly, I don't think it's damaged the engine, uh, but that was a burnt out wreck. Um, so that was a shame. Um, yes. And then what else was I supposed to do? Uh, oh, I was supposed to set up the uh, Beat Saber and do VR. I was going to take my computer rig down and set that up in the village hall, and we were going to do Beat Saber. But unfortunately for that, that's when I got three white dots of death on the morning I was supposed to be setting it up. So that didn't go through. But apart from that, it was a rip-roaring success, and they all had lots of fun, and I'm never, ever doing it again. So there you go. Yeah, I, think, I think Beat Saber saved them from more damage and broken bones from people getting too close <laughs> from the sounds of it. I can see the only people that you seem to be enticing to come along Long that are really excited uh, about that is uh, Commander Bitstorm. Jesus, can I come to this? Is our target audience now? That definitely might suggest that you've <laughs> aimed at the wrong age group. <laughs> you just got. You just got to remember that the reason that me and Cow are laughing hard is because we've been through that before. <laughs> we thought that we were a cool dance, and we were wrong. <laughs> Oh well, you know. Uh, I'm, I'm looking at the Twitch stream. It says, um, <laughs> "Next time we ask people what they've been doing, can we just skip Fozzer?" Okay, well, normally on a normal show where we've got stuff to talk about, I agree. Yeah, I wouldn't be waffling on for such a long time telling you about my life story. But as I'm not particularly hosting this, and we're not particularly talking anything about Elite Dangerous, I thought I'd just, you know, share you an insight, give you an insight about what it's like in my wonderful world. And this is why I don't normally tell you what I've been up to in my week. So there you go. But so, Fozzer, talk to us about PowerPoint. Oh, PowerPoint. So, a couple of things. I did two, <laughs> two and a half hour presentations Quick, of a business plan. Quick, <laughs> uh, Which was really good. I really impassioned. I really liked it. And I was able to use a green laser pointer, which is one of my favorite things Ooh, in the whole world. We do like I've, green laser pointers. 
I also have a purple laser. <laughs> ah, thank goodness. Thank goodness for that. <laughs> Well, is, he, is, he, is he still going? Ah, no, he's not. Uh, no, not. <laughs> there I should take care of him. <laughs> right. <laughs> right, Colin, I'm going to the Hazres. I don't okay. know why, but I'm going there. Oh, oh have I un, un... Have I un... Oh, have I permanently muted him? I don't know. No, he's not muted now. He, he shouldn't be able to speak. And then in the afternoon, what we did was we actually <laughs> had voting buttons. And then after they'd seen the presentation, we were able to actually get sort of get their opinion on it right that, there, live see, in the room. That's what and they you could vote straight away the with the button. <laughs> you you're, all bunch, you're all a bunch of twats. You know that, don't you? <laughs> <laughs> anyway, tell me what we're supposed to be doing in games. This is a free-for-all. I'll, uh, I'll load up Elite Dangerous and tell me what we need to do. Okay. Colin and I are going bounty hunting in wherever the hell we are. LP 861-12. Oh, hold on. I need to write that shit down. Has anybody got a PowerPoint they can put it on? 861-12. I put it into Twitch chat. Oh, great. Thanks. Are we going to the resource extraction site? I'm going to the high-res. There's a... Sorry, a question about know. a bathroom update. Um, <laughs> Muth, we're still waiting for his appointment with the consultant, which I believe is um, relatively soon. I think it's next week, actually, that he goes for that, and we're hoping that we'll get some... Um, and it's a terrible thing to say, but you know, hopefully we'll get some movement. Um, just... <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm sure. I'm sure. Move hopes he gets a movement as well. <laughs> yeah, um, we just got to hope for that and see what happens um, afterwards. Um, but yeah, that's that's kind of what's going on at the moment. But yeah, so it's it's quite um, not much in the way of um, bathroom work done. But we have been for the last umpteen weeks working pretty solidly on um, Lavecon and getting setups and things ready for that. Um, and that's been tricky, but um, full mm. on work. We've uh-huh. built the new staging. We've tested it. We know it's not going to kill anyone, so that's good. Uh, we've been <laughs> reprogramming um, games. Uh, the quiz has been reprogrammed so that Foz can host it nice and easy. We've reprogrammed Woo-hoo! the Drabble show so that it can make its special return in a new format and a new way um, going forward. So loads of uh, yeah, loads and loads and loads of coding, um, prep, picking up bits and pieces, getting Susie through her projects. It's been yeah, pretty hard going. And it's a week away. I know. Well, I, yeah. It's a week and a bit. Oh God, I, that means I've still got some. I've got to create a T6 mod. Well, I've got a T6 model for the miniatures game now. So I've now got to. I've now got to actually come up with all the cards and and for it all the other little bits for it, which is going to be a bit of a waste, really, because it's basically going to be a big target that everybody else can attack. But it's a new ship that's that's in the game, which I have to thank Commander Winging Pom, who just gave it to me for out of <laughs> out of thin air. On uh, ECM, which was oh, that's nice of him. Yeah, it just turned up. I said, "Hey, have one of these," and it was in scale with the rest of them, and it was it's a big silver thing. And then they're thinking, "Yes, pity it's not what a kill." Heck am I do <laughs> well, yes, yeah, a T six is a target anyway, isn't it? Yeah. 
So um, I'm trying to plan scenarios for LaveCon uh, for those that wish like who would like to join in in the miniatures game. Um, I see a lot of people and a lot of the Frontier streams are getting quite excited about LaveCon. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, they were, they were non-stop yeah. chatting about it, weren't they? Uh, I mean, I, I was listening in on the Monday stream, um, and I mean, it was basically it was I think what Will was. I was listening in, and I can't remember what the hell Will they were up to. It was Will and Paige, and was Will not building a ship or something like that? Uh, they were they were doing the you know the the brand new commander thing. Yeah. So they, they, they were in a viper and, and flying about. He, he was trying to go off and do some pew pew, wasn't he? But he didn't have any guns or something. That's that's about right. Yeah. That sounds about right for Will as well, to be honest. Um, I need to launch my fighter, don't I? How do I launch? I go to my crotch cam. That's how I launch my fighter. Yeah. No. Has that's... anyone? I mean, I've not um, noticed this before, but in Elite, have they done an awful lot of work on the music? Actually, I haven't noticed anything new in the music, to be honest, for quite a while. I've noticed atmospherics that kick in every so often that are really stunning stuff. I'll see if I can catch one next. Okay. You know, I've got I've got it running, and if I can catch one, I'll I'll um, bleed it through. Um, is, is there anyone else we've not talked about who's done stuff in, this week, Colin? Uh, well, no. I've, I mean, it's mostly just prep for LaveCon myself, really, because of um, yeah, and preparing models and and trying to repair the damage my son did when you see him. <laughs> So, I mean, is this where we should say that we're probably not going to be doing a show next week because we will be in full prep mode for Lavecon? Yes. Yep. Yeah. So this is definitely our 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 last um, show until after Lavecon. We'll have one at Lavecon. We'll have. You call this a show? Yeah. We'll broadcast on uh, Lave Radio's Twitch. Also here, we'll broadcast on the radio. We'll also be broadcasting on Hutton Orbital Radio and Hutton Orbital Truckers on Twitch. And we'll also be doing through the Live Radio Facebook page live. Um, although that might well get, you know, I might just not bother because there's going to be copyright music played at the event and therefore they'll just block it within two seconds. Yeah. Anyway, so um, Twitch hmm. is the place to come. Well, well have, you, have you had any problems with, you know, things being blocked by any chance, Cal? Not with the amount of pickles he'd been eating. No, <laughs> definitely no blockages. Sorry. No blockages <laughs> in this place. No, definitely not. And Susie's been peeing herself laughing when she heard me going, "Oh no, <laughs> pickles!" <laughs> it was, uh, yeah, I'm just looking. Have you seen? I've, I've got. I mean, the the jar was bigger than my head. So yeah, but that's a bargain. <laughs> Absolute bargain. Well, yeah, but if if it was a picture you put up on Facebook, mate, it was a very nondescript sort of post-apocalyptic, the last thing on the shelf kind of tin. There was no sort of branding on it. It was no, literally just a, almost like a blank label with a barcode on it. It says pickles, you know. <laughs> it, it, it really didn't look good. <laughs> written on it, pickles. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Oh. So it's, it's lovely. we've also been. Uh, I've, I've got some interesting facts because um, a couple of weeks ago I picked up a uh, wonderful. It's a dual cooking device, uh, a sous vide. So you put it in your big bowl of water and it brings it up to temperature and it keeps that temperature steady and allows you to do spectacular oh, steaks. Uh, Amazing. Is this one of these things that you you can you dial it up using your phone? Yes. 
Yeah. Oh, they yeah, they do sound great though. So it's amazing. So you you set your temperatures and then you then you sear whatever it is if it needs searing. So I had the most amazing steak I've ever had. The best sort of salmon. Um, oh, that was just spectacularly good. However, what I've learned. See freezer bags. Yeah, they ain't sous vide bags. And before you say, well, they've only got a single seal, so I suppose they'd leak. No, that's not what happened to my boiled potatoes. That is not what it happened. It melted it. Yes, it did. The bag oh, melted, no. set free all the ingredients that were meant to be under vacuum. And I had this beautiful sous vide potato soup and um, with plastic in it. <laughs> Oh no! Yeah, my birthday party's not looking so bad now, is it, you fucker? <laughs> <laughs> How did? All right, um, out of interest, then actually, because I've heard that sous vide's are meant to be good for steaks and things like that, but. How the hell do you see something when it's in a bag boiling? Right, well, that's the point. So when you're doing it, and this will be extremely fascinating for all of you uh, viewers out there, when you are <laughs> cooking a thick steak and a proper decent cut of steak, you know, not, not your wee pissy, yes. uh, oh, that, oh, that's almost a centimetre thick, stuff that up your arse. That's basically <laughs> for putting on a black eye. That's all that's good for. I'm talking about you go in and you go up to the counter and you say, I'd love a bit of that rump. And he goes, hey, and they go, no, the steak, you bastard now just cut it and he goes how big would you like it and you go hey and he goes no no i mean how big would you like your steak cut and then you go yeah well i, I could i would like a couple of inches and he goes i bet you would so after you finish that song and dance you get a nice sort of you know two inch thick steak um and then you have got multiple options now we've been looking at the best ways of cooking it looking at all the different ways that we can uh, because I'd found uh, there's a, a butcher online called Donald Russell, and they do a ribeye on the bone um, steak that is absolutely. Oh, I have a lovely ribeye. Rib Isn't the ribeye on the bone a T-bone? Not quite. I mean, it could be a, the tomahawk okay. they can call it, or um, yes. uh, what do they call it? a cour de bouffe as well. But you know, basically, it's the same. It's, it's a thick chunk of meat and a bone in it, which is lovely. Way. Uh, <laughs> and. Um, so you've got two ways of doing it, because you've got to cook it to temperature. And what I've found is the, the best result that's suggested is that you should oven it to temperature. So you bring it up to, what, your 60 degrees for your rare, and then you will sear it in your frying pan on a blisteringly hot foot and do both sides, and then your steak is ready. Let it rest for a bit, and okay. then you're good. Um, the, what I've found is that searing it can add 17 between 7 and 17 degrees to your temperature so it can take it from rare and you end up with it overdone so that's not great so the alternative is you sear it first and then you put it in the oven and bring it up to temperature and in that one it can okay. give you better results but it's not quite as nice in the end result um, sous videing it you bring it to temperature and then you can sear it with the frying pan or a flamethrower which I picked up but uh, haven't quite oh, cracked so you, it. So you cook it and then attack it with a flamethrower. And what you're just basically doing is you really are just adding colour to it. So you see, you know, you take it out of the sous vide, you dry it all off, and you 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 know you check it all over, and make sure it's all how you like it. Then you season it again, and then you fry the crap out of it for like less than a minute each side. And yeah, you just let it kiss kiss the flame. It's spectacular. And I did that with the salmon as well. And the salmon mm. cooks at like forty degrees for six months uh, and then you take out your sous vide bag 
and it's just delicious so it's a really it is not a convenient way of cooking that is for sure it is yeah that's what i'm thinking it is very much yeah. a case of plan ahead but it's quite good when it comes to steak because you're not tying up an oven you just got a pot of water over there and it's not going to give any smells off in the house as it cooks either mm. so it does have some benefits which is awesome but oh my god so oh what, my I mean, god. it's basically just um it's i guess it just brings the water up to the boil and things like that itself and then controls it all it gives you an, an even it. cooked steak from one side right yeah sorry this is live radio cooking show cooks it perfectly yes. to temperature <laughs> all the way through and doesn't go over it just can't go over i mean you can leave it there for too long and it'll just be a bit you know yeah different and then you just no, fry i have heard very good things about them um, it was amazing. Between you me and the listeners, it's actually something I was very tempted to get the missus for her birthday. Hold yeah. on, uh, I'm thinking this is the, the different things. Are these not the the all-in-one cookers thing that you can almost like phone from the internet and you can get the menus and stuff and uh, set it away automatically? No, it's one it's, of those sort of things. It's it's right. uh, the one, the Jules version is basically a uh, crikey, It's a uh, I'm trying to think of this without being rude and saying things like shaft. It's not, but it is a shaft. It's basically mm-hmm. like the the size of a kitchen roll tube. And uh, it's, right. a, it's got a magnetic bottom. It's got a clip as well, so it can stick to the bottom of metal pans, <laughs> or it can clip on the side. And what it does is it sucks the water up through the bottom and pours it out through the side. Um, <laughs> ben, if you're right. finding that dirty, I have no idea what you're thinking of. But you might want to just uh, take some time. Um, and it just brings it up to temperature, monitors the temperature, and and keeps it going. And it's. Yeah, I'm, I was. Just, you can get them where they are like a full unit, but this is really handy because I can just plop it into a pot <laughs> um, whenever I feel like it. I did think about using it to run my bath and just keeping it to a nice temperature. Keep your bath warm. I like that idea. <laughs> yeah, but then I'd be frightened if um, I have to sear myself. <laughs> just, uh, just looking in the uh, Twitch tra- uh, chats and. Um, Zadnos said that, uh, weirdly enough, during his very short life, the Star Citizen radio show actually had a food show. I mean, <laughs> yeah, welcome to uh, to Lave Cooks, as it were. But um, uh, I'm flying to uh, Shinarata Desro in my mining ship um, to buy whatever ship I need to do in order to do whatever it is we're doing tonight. Which we're just shooting things, I think. I thought you guys were taking me on a on a Thargoid scouting. Oh, that's gone. I'm not even remotely ready for that kind of stuff. Oh, here, oh. listen. Listen to this. Uh oh. Is this your sous vide again? No, this is the music from the game. Hmm? Nice. That's elite. Yeah. Okay, yeah, I haven't heard that before, so maybe it is new. Maybe that came out in the, uh, the latest update. But it keeps happening, and I think, wow, that's really, really atmospheric. And I think, what the hell's going on? And then I work out. Um, can someone? I know I'm, yeah, sort of way late to the party when it comes to the updates and stuff. But what is hyperspace dethrottle engaged all about? Um, do you know when you go into Super Cruise and, and, and you up. you point at say Hutton, mm. and then you go away, you do something else. Mm. Well, this will then uh, slow you down and drop you out at your destination. Oh, as I found out, there's a problem there. Um, yeah. No, it's not that one. 
that's the uh, Super Cruise Assist. That's fine. Yes. Uh, it's the one that jumps you out of. Um, so when you jump out of um, hyperspace in front of a, a star, it says uh, hyperspace throttle engaged. Oh, that's it's the same. Th it's the same module that's doing that, but it is. If you look in your right-hand panel, you'll find out you've got an auto don't crash into a star mode, basically. Ah, uh, cool. Oh, that is cool. Okay. Not that I'm one of those silly pilots that ever did that, because obviously I'm not. I'm far too uh, experienced to uh, to need such a thing. But I can see for the, you know, the new player why that would be very handy. Pillbox, I'm pretty sure it's auto this year. It's uh, the, oh God, they've called them assist computers now. Assist systems, haven't they? Um, yeah. Aye. Ben, you seem to have uh, oxygen running out in six minutes. Yeah, I'm just... Sucking Not doing all that usual. well. Yeah. Someone asking how you use it. You basically you select the uh, the item in system, uh, but you have to go to your left hand panel actually select it, and then it I'm will uh, give you the option of uh, super cruise assist. I can probably demo that, that just now actually. Um... So we should talk about yeah, some just... of the, some of the stuff going on at LaveCon as well then. Well, there was a couple of things that happened on the forums during the last week or so. Um, I mean, uh, there, there was two threads which people were complaining constantly that um, uh, about uh, well, the Icarus Cup. Um, Adam Woods finally joined it and said, uh, "Effective, no, I, no, hang on, Will joined that one and said, effectively, it's not going to happen. There was going to be a whole load of development work that would be needed for that, and they haven't got the time to, to put in. Uh, and the other one was um, someone had put a sarky comment on the the forums about please show me how I can get some enjoyment out of using the FSS uh, to which Adam Woods finally put in and sort of said listen you might not like it but effectively we're not making any changes I am paraphrasing there but <laughs> Was it Adam Woods or Adam Berkeley who said that? It was Adam Woods Okay. What's the issue with the FSS? Um, some people don't like it because it's not what it was before. Yeah, but you know I what? Kind I, of I, used it before. I think um, no. Well, oh, sorry, has it changed since it was installed? Or are they talking about the difference between honk and then flying out to everything and then going, "Oh man, it's another fucking ammonia world." Oh, oh man, it's a rocky out. Oh balls! I've just flown a hundred thousand light fucking seconds, and it's yes, a piece the, of the shit. people who are complaining. The people who are complaining want the old system so that they can basically honk and basically see everything in the in the system from the system map, uh, so that they can you know they they can eyeball the planets and and say right okay that's the planet I want to go to because I know that that looks okay. like a instead of just looking at the the frequency thing and moving along to see oh there is an Earth like world there. I quite like the they, frequency they want the thing, old and, and, and I know that these things are not going to appeal to everybody. I um, I was concerned when it was being brought in because I was on my way back from uh, Bugle Point that it would make mm -hmm. exploration faffier and slower, but I found it doesn't slow you down to that degree because you can very much focus on what you're looking for very quickly mm -hmm. and get on with it. And and in fact, when you uncover something that you're interested in. Um, you can then go in and you go into the mini game of you know space putting, which is um, 
<laughs> Not yeah. something I was I mean, overly keen on, but it's quite pretty and it's fairly straightforward. And I think, you know, the results at the end of it all is ultimately what matters is your return. And the return on the investment of time, in my opinion, is far better now than it was then. Oh, yeah, I, I completely agree. It's just that there are that um, want the old system back. Um, but there is one thing that the actual FSS scanner itself um, does cause headaches uh, and nausea in some people because of the the sound effects and and the you know that blue scan that goes up and every every now and again. I, th- I think it's not unreasonable to ask Frontier to have an option to disable that, especially if it's if it's causing people discomfort. Yeah, turn the sound off. They could develop some brown nose, brown noise technology and have commanders literally <laughs> crapping themselves. <laughs> the new Thargoid That's... sound effects, genuinely pant-wettingly good. <laughs> you mean Gherkin vision? Yeah. Oh god, just don't, just don't mention it. No, no more. Green bundles of joy. Oh no, no, it's Pickle Rick. Anyway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <laughs> I can't believe that's it. Typical sort of Scottish going straight for the toilet humour. It's a pickle. Uh, yeah, uh, <laughs> so yeah, that's quite cool. Um, so that's the, what was the other? Was another? Was there not another drama on the forums? Oh, the, oh, there's always drama. I've had to drop out of the forums for for a bit because it was too much drama. But, I mean, it is, you know, when you look at it, I think, you know, even with the heated debates and, you know, even with the, the Hutton Truckers, we had the wonderful uh, Bento Balls convoy. And although we had pirates there and it was a bit of a grief fest, um, it just, you know, the, the, the most important thing was we just kept playing on and, not letting it spoil the game, but for some people they did find that you know painful and unpleasant, and you think, well, as long as you can get yourself, you know, if you can't if you can't handle that part of it, which can be part of a game, then it does make just getting on with the game difficult. Some games are like that. Have you ever played There Are Billions? No. That's a game that makes you think you can play it, and then it kicks your ass and wipes the board clean. Um, and an elite. I played you know, XCOM. That does the same. Or see if thieves, for example, you're out there and you're just trying to do a wee tall tale. You're quite happily enjoying yourself, and another ship comes in and just sinks you for no reason. This is you know once you can get detach griefing from ruining your game, um, which isn't always possible. Then that's the point at which griefers have absolutely no power over you, and you can just get on with not giving a crap. Certainly, if you void opal mine, then you know the money and the lost dinner earnings doesn't matter at all, does it? Well, we've got our um, vopal vopal. What was it? Opal void miner. I was there for an opal fruit miner there. I must say. <laughs> <laughs> There's yeah. an old one. The shoot the ship is the opal fruits. Um. <laughs> That's my ship, but yeah, no, I've uh, I'm back over a billion uh, billion credits thanks to uh, to void mining, opal void mining. How did you find it? I love it. I love it. I, I absolutely love it. I love. Uh, yes, it's it's a it's a grind. It's repetitive. But I just love the uh, I love the mini game that is mining. I love finding the actual stuff. That wonderful buzz you get when you actually find the right one, and then 
the core's the right core, and then you know, having the little hit miss maybe of doing the uh, the seismic charge. I, think it's, the I think it's good fun. Sounds, and then the, the boom. Oh, it's just beautiful. Um, so yeah. what, what, what part of the game do you reckon is missing that kind of beauty? Um... I don't know because I haven't done much of the other game apart from uh, apart from that. Have you moment, so, have uh, you used exploration? Have you tried the first? Nah, uh, yeah, I haven't. To be fair, I quite like it. Um, I've got no issue with it, but I don't, I'm not using a, a using it a stack at the time. Has uh, anyone just found to try and find ice rings? Anything unique on planet surfaces using it yet? You know, and the golf. Oh, sure. I mean, didn't even try it on that. Because you'll be using it to a degree to identify where your hotspots are. Yeah, absolutely. But um, how does it work on a planet? Well, it's much the same. I must admit, that's, that is a ball eight. They, the old way of doing that, where you've got frequencies and blips on the radar and stuff, and you know what constitutes a what, and driving over to it. I, I always found that so much of a ball eight, I never used to bother. Um, so if they've changed that, then happy days, as far as I'm concerned. I've not been fortunate enough to see it myself to see whether or not it creates uh, much like the hotspots but on the planet's surface so you can go down and investigate. But I would hope it would be something similar like that. Um, just having a look to see if there's anyone in the chat. Has anyone in the chat used it to find planetary things? I mean, the space anomalies um, are quite good to find as well. I saw the wonderful, the crystallised, whatever they are, uh, on my way back from Beagle Point, and they were quite spectacular. And then the weird things squirting about inside them and and popping. Um, so lots of weird stuff that you can find. I think it definitely has opened up that part of the exploration and discovery, which is good. Um, I'm just wondering if there's anything that's now lagging behind. Trading had its overhaul with uh, being able to sort of follow quick and fast trade routes, and yeah. They've done an awful lot to the game. In fact, if you think about it, if we hadn't seen Alpha, you'd be looking at this yeah. game as a massive, complicated nightmare to get into. Well, it is, isn't it? <laughs> well, it was. I mean, yeah, well, it, oh, go on, Fuzzy, yeah. No, I was going to say, because it's apart from, obviously, let's take out the uh, the grind that is changing your key bindings every time they do a big update. Um, but it, it can be, even now, uh, daunting when you've been out of it for a while. I must have been out of it for what, about maybe three months, and then came back into it. And even then, you know, I was struggling to pick it back up again and try and figure out exactly what I needed to be doing in various bits and pieces. And you know, certainly the new uh, the new assist mods and stuff threw me a bit. But they were, you know, they were great for someone coming back into the game. But you can imagine with the whole trading and you know new systems and stuff uh, that the you know, the newbies get into, I, it is a complicated game. Um, Especially because you don't really know what you you don't know when you first start off on it, you know. Mm-hmm. I mean, could you imagine a new person coming in and saying, "Right, I've heard power play is good. Let me uh, let me get involved in power play. How's that work?" It's like I'm still no idea how that game works. <laughs> oh well, I'm 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 going to be learning that. It's going to be my uh, mission to actually try and work out how to play power play properly. Um, over the over the next couple of months, I'm going to be doing some special top shifts on it, cool. just to see if it's got any. I, it gets a bad rap, and I wanted to see whether or not that bad rap is actually deserved. Okay. Yeah, I mean, we 
we were thinking about doing this for for lave connor we, we probably will and we'll probably put, yeah, put more of a, a positive spin on it as to where frontier have really yeah really knocked it out of the park and certainly for my bit of that i think i should be talking about mining as somewhere where they've gone over and above my uh, my expectations for the game but yeah maybe we can have a show or maybe we should do on this show where we talk about some of the things that you know they're not quite there yet with you know still uh, a for effort but uh Know, still room of room for improvement um and power play would definitely i think be the uh, the top of that list mm. yeah but that is another bit of drama which is constantly ongoing on the forums you mentioned anything about open only power play and it it will oh it just opens such a can of worms and what's that people from don't want to get involved with it in open or Oh no! You see, the, I, the, this is the impression I have. Right, is that um, most people who play power play um, want to play it in open because it it basically puts the game mode into what it was it's intended to be, which is supposed to be end game com combat, and it's supposed to be a place where PvP is supposed to happen. The the downside is is that a lot of people it, it was never designed properly for open only. There were too many things that people can get around by going into solo and and uh, uh, and private, mm -hmm. and it, it just uh, it gives people too much of an advantage if they're in solo and private. I mean, Shan will just go on forever about <laughs> how it is, but you know. Um, I'm, I'm, just, I'm going to give it a go in open only, just to find out how if it, you know, if it's if it is fit for purpose. Probably going to choose the worst power there is and see what happens. Okay, that's interesting. Because uh, the other are you point not going to join the alliance? No, no, actually. Well, you see, that's the thing because the one problem that I had with power play before was that I joined Ma Mahan, yeah. and all he does is basically he delivers letters. And that is boring as hell. <laughs> I will agree there, yeah. Yeah, but the other powers don't just deliver letters. They have combat, they have uh, stealth, they have... Uh, they've got other activities, and I want to find out which of those activities makes the game interesting. We know that delivering letters, we know that the post and pat <laughs> simulator doesn't well, isn't exactly fun, unless, of course you're under attack by other players and not that many people are playing it out and open and there's there's always the, the question about the bots which just just winds everybody up we've not just got bots now we've got the proper cheat modders or cheaters as well yeah well there, there's more yeah. drama on the forums for you isn't it interestingly because uh, this uh, this impacts the other thing i was going to say was uh, maybe maybe missed as well and that was the the cqc and i know that colin you're a massive fan of that but i take it mm -hmm. these mods obviously work in uh, well potentially work in, in cqc as well these cheats yep they do and uh you can sometimes see them you can you can actually sometimes see them you know um when you are flying a um a smaller ship and you uh, you've you know what damage your weapons can do because they're restricted loadouts. Yeah, all of a sudden your weapons are having no effect and they haven't got any power-ups. You know something's up there. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, that is a... Oh. It's a shame. Mm. And hopefully Frontier will be able to do something about it. 
Yeah, but they won't tell us. <laughs> so we'll never know. <laughs> no. Not, not unless someone goes public and says and complains about being banned. Yeah, no, but what I would say is we'll never know if what they're doing is actually working because we'll still have that, you know, that element of doubt as to whether or not the person that uh, survived our attack, was he... Was he actually using a mod that we don't know about, or you yeah. know, was he just flying out of skill? And and that's the thing I, I understand completely where Frontier are coming from, and the whole, you know, we can't give you an insight as to what we're doing because obviously that will give the the people that we're trying to defeat an insight as to what we're doing as well. Um, but I don't know. I would like to say have some sort of progress update from it all, so that you know you had a little bit more faith that the people you were playing with in open were you know were playing by the same set of rules as you. And I think it's just allowed that that inkling of doubt to come into the game, which is a shame. Yeah, I think mean, that's that's you get that You're in right. all the. You say something, Ben? <laughs> I'm just saying I agree with Fozzer. Um, I mean, I know in GTA and in other games where you think, okay, did that person really somehow manage to one-shot me <laughs> through an armoured window yeah. and all my armour and I was on full health and now I'm dead versus somebody going off and you, you can see some things which are blatant cheats. Mm-hmm. You know, like... Haven't uh, you been you, banned from GTA 5? I, I, I was banned from GTA 5, yes. For, <laughs> for cheating. For cheating, yeah, absolutely. Oh, oh for, yeah, no, let's, let's call it what it is. I, I was using a mod menu to undo the effects of other people using mod menus, but because <laughs> I didn't know what the frack I was doing, I was apparently using the mod, wrong mod menu to take off my toilet, toilets or fires or whatever that people put on me. Right. Yeah. Fine excuse. It's my excuse and I'm sticking with it. <laughs> yeah. oh, I right. must admit though, the 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 rebuy costs for my my new Guardian weapons are phenomenal. Oh. The reload costs, yeah. Oh I am I supposed to Reloading reload them using normal ammunition? Yeah, or... normal ammunition. Wow. Okay. It's twin I only shot about 20 shots, and I've got a 20 grand. Bloody uh, hell. Shouldn't they just be the normal shot? Shouldn't that just be normal multi-cannon well, bullets? Oh, no, these aren't multi-cannon. This, this, this is my plasma charger. Okay. I mean, I, I guess the best way to do it is to you synthesize them? Yeah, but then it's going to be using up all your mats, isn't it? Yeah. What's the mats on that? Then, then again, if you do, if you're using AX weapons when you're going normal, non AX stuff, that might be that might be awkward. Because mm. obviously, AX stuff against humans isn't a very good. They didn't do a lot of damage against humans, do they? No, they don't. They do sod all. But I must admit, I have been thoroughly enjoying taking on Thargoids with a, with a friend of mine. Just the mm. two of us going on, uh, going out and trying to bag a few cyclopses. It's, that's been quite fun. But uh, yeah, I do, and I've seen the anti-Xeno initiative when they go on a big hunt. They don't even need to target the Bloomin' Hearts now. They just have all 20 ships oh, all firing guardian weapons. They just surround it, 
with about 20 ships, all firing Guardian weapons, and the hull goes down to zero before it can have a chance to regenerate. I, I, I don't know whether that's exploiting yeah. or, it or whether like or not. They're, they're zerging it, basically. Yeah, they, yeah, I suppose that's one way of looking at it. It's kind of, it's not in the spirit of the game, but it's still mm. allowed, if you see what I mean. Yeah. Yeah, they're not cheating, it's just... The game allows it. Well, they're attacking like Americans do with overwhelming firepower. Shock and awe. So, I've got to Shinra to Destra. I have money burning a hole in my pocket. What are we up to? What do I need to buy? We're doing bounty hunting at the moment. Okay. Buy yourself something for doing bounty hunting. Uh, so, what do I need to buy? Uh, I'm, in a mark, I'm, I'm in a crate mark too. Colin, I'm in you're a, in a crate, Phantom, aren't you, Colin? Uh, yes, uh, that is my new favourite ship. Uh, I'm not I actually am. in the Hazrez, by the way, Kurgle. I mean, uh, I dropped it in, in the wrong place. Well, I'm going to head into the Hazrez, Kurgle, so I'll, I'll be with you in a minute. Okay, so these are the ships that I've got stored, which I've obviously left here and forgotten yeah. about. I've got an Imperial Courier, an Asp Explorer, a Python, uh, an Alliance Chieftain, an Anaconda... Uh, an Imperial Cutter, an Imperial Eagle, and a Cobra Mark III. Take your Chieftain. Chieftains are fun. Chieftain. Okay. Uh, it's and got... you can get a Lavecon skin for the Chieftain. Excellent. I've got three. I've got three B plasma accelerator, three B plasma accelerator, two D beam laser, and then one E beam laser on there. Get yourself anything with gimbals. Uh, okay. I don't think plasma accelerators have gimbals. Okay. Uh, and. Yes, I am basically making assertions that you probably won't be able to shoot a bun. Anything oh no, 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 no! You you know me well. That's not an assertion. That's uh, you know, that's tried, tested. That's that's based on you know, known fact. Empirical so, fact, yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. So, known data. No. Um. So use. Oh. Uh. I can't, why can't I use this ship? Is it not here? <laughs> oh dear. How do I know if it's here or not? Oh, this is pretty. I, d I do love when you go into these um, gas giant rings. Mm. Oh, this is nice. I like this one. It's like okay. flying through a fluffy cloud. It is. If only there was something to shoot. Oh, there's plenty. Turns out when it says stored ships, it doesn't just mean stored ships here. Okay, so, so you've, got, you've got a chieftain somewhere else then, Colin, do you? No, Colin, father. Yeah, I do. It's half an hour away. So, uh, what ship am I buying? Go buy yourself a chieftain instead. Are you? Yeah. Oh, you've got a billion credits. You're okay for money. Yeah. Buy yourself a chieftain. Buy yourself a crate mark two or a crate phantom. Uh, let's do the crate phantom. I haven't done one of those before. Okay. Oh, we've cheap. got a wanted. We've got a wanted. Oh, is that the FDL? This is. It's an asp, asp scout. Right, so I'm going to A-rate all the uh, the stuff, but what uh, what sort of loadout in terms of hard points should I be getting for this thing? Get yourself gimbaled, multi cannon, and beam laser. Let's go for the trick. Go for the tried and true. Okey doke. Do I need a kill warrant and scanner or anything? Always a good. Well, not always a good idea. Sometimes a good idea. Well, for what we're doing tonight is what I'm asking. I am using one. I'll tell you one thing that I do miss. I miss a reload button. 
Especially when you've mm-hmm. you've got multi cannons. Yeah, and I think, I know haven't we long sort of asked for a reload button in for multi cannons? I'm sure we have. Can't mm. be the first time we've said about it. Ow. Yeah, I am. Um, yeah, I truly admit this character is a noob, and I don't have anything engineered ready. So I feel quite embarrassed, really. But I've not done anything with engineering, apart from. Have you tried uh, the new engineering stuff, Fazer? No, I haven't. Okay. So is it as much of a ball lake as it used to be? It's a lot less. Oh no. Yeah. I mean, it's a, that's one thing that I'm really glad they have worked on. Um, yeah. It, it it has improved so well. I so mean, it's, it's still a bit of a grind, but it's nowhere near as bad as it was. Well, engineering is a lot better than it was. And the annoying thing from my perspective is, with the old mo- mode, I used to be able to cope and say, okay, well, I've got myself to rank five. I'll live with that. You know, I'm not as much of a... I'm not such a completionist. I need to get the best theoretical mode um, role possible. Just get myself to rank five and I'm good. Yeah. With the knife thing, with the new one, because you're going up and up and up and up and up, you can reach a maximum just by doing one more roll. Really? So it's not a it's not a gamble dice roll thing. No. There's still it's an element of RNG in it, but a lot less than there was. You always get something better. Okay. <clears throat> yeah, and also it kind of levels things out for PvP because once you've maxed everything out, you can't max it anymore. Yeah. Well, RNG, you know, the old RNG system used to, you know, really unbalance. No, I mean I know there are some guys who have got theoretically better stuff using the old modules, but on average, people have got more, have got better with the new stuff. Um, this eagle's not lasting long. Well, no. I think Miggles is actually in a proper ship, whereas I'm just in a joke. Story of your life. Yep. <laughs> At least uh, I, do, I am sporting the special effects paint job, though. Hey. So, you know, keeping keeping it on message-ish. <laughs> True. And special effects are going to be there at LaveCon as well. They are. They are. Oh, what? Yeah, so I, Kogel's actually just in a Viper. Mm, he's too, oh, I, I did, must admit, I actually have taken a Viper and engineered its engines to... Mm-hmm. It's mental! I love it! Yeah. Yeah, I've not actually played with a Viper. I never liked the Viper that much, because I was always much more of an Eagle fan over a Viper, with the, the early game fighter things. Hmm. That's still something that people are missing out with, even with the new the newbie stuff, is that you find that after only a couple of hours, you don't need to worry about anything less than a cobra. Yeah. And it, I don't know. I think that's a bit of a shame. Cause, no, you know, I agree. I think that is. It's mentioned something about certain mission types require certain ships once. I don't know whether they'll, they'll ever do that again. 
I'd be in favour of it. Um, or I'd be in favour of something to go off and say, go and... Where's the bad guy in this lot? There's the bad guy. Whoa! Got a bad guy. Um, I like, but no, I like the idea of to do this. You have to be in a Cobra Mark III, um, and just to encourage you to go off and try different ships and things like that. Because end of the day, ships ain't that expensive, really. Um, I mean, I'm in a new account, and I've still got half a million, half a billion credits. Sorry. Um, so, you know, I've not done any of the engineering or anything like that, but I'm not exactly lacking for money, and I was able to... Oh, sorry. I was able to A-rate this crate without worrying about anything and breaking the bank. Um, and if I could go off and engineer it, I would have, but I haven't got any of those... I haven't got a lot of those things yet, and... Seeing as we only decided we were doing this about two minutes after the show started... Or theoretically started. Mm. Um, I didn't even have time to do what I was thinking of doing. Hey ho! Oh look, there's a ladder. I haven't seen a ladder in ages. Oh, and it's wanted. And it's Excellent. wanted. Let's kill it. Oh, who's shooting? Oh, 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 thank you. Miggles is shooting me with a healing beam. Yeah, Miggles, thank you very much. I shat myself. Alert. Mm. Um. And Cow, I mean, I know you obviously, I know you like doing your type ni type nine things and so on. Yep. But do you think there should be a bulk hole or mission that's only for type nines? No. No, because I think you know it's one of those things where you. Um, you have a, a, a tool that suits a job and you've got a tool that you can make do with. And I love the idea of the Elite Universe being one of those makeshifts, haven't got the right tools, but I'm going to hammer this uh, round peg into that square hole if it kills me. Um, but uh, paying the price in, you know, in the fact that it's not as easy or there's issues... Um, you know, for example, I think, you know, the, the wing missions and having a Type 9 to carry a huge amount of cargo and then small ships to do the offloading at an outpost is a great bit of gameplay that the game just doesn't seem to be able to encourage. Because um, that would be awesome. You know, what we all... Well, I'm, I get a bit of a, a wide um, sweeping statement there. Well, what we all want is... Uh, I don't know yeah. what we all want, but I, what <laughs> I'd love to see is that kind of Battlestar Galactica convoying, um, like we did for Bento Balls, but encouraged so like by in-game, yes, mm. where there, there there are events like that. Um, just recently, another game, Sea of Thieves, did the update where they put oh. in Tall Tales, and Tall Tales is a series of stories that you follow the mission clues and books, and some of them are quite abstract, some of them are really quite clever. But it brought life and it, f it makes you do things that you might not otherwise. So you've got different reasons to play the game. And Aye. they keep overhauling the mission structures, but it always ends up the same thing, doesn't it? Pick up, ship, drop off. Yeah. 
Um, and it would be lovely to see, obviously not Tall Tales, because uh, one of the things that bugs me about um, RPG games is the fact that you know I've killed the High Master, you've killed the High Master and the High Poobah, uh-huh. and then we're just sitting there and you're thinking, how effective are we at killing this thing if a damn thing respawns every five <laughs> fucking minutes? Um, and it yeah. makes a, it makes a mockery of the storyline. Obviously, if it's a single player game, that's that's brilliant. That's the point about it. But when it's multiplayer, you expect missions to be dynamic and to change. And uh, I, I still would love to see the day where I take a mission to protect the politician during an election campaign. So it's linked into the system background, and maybe I can get a wing mission of protectors for this guy, and we've got to escort them from this place to another place, and it can be multiple jobs as this guy does his campaigning throughout the system over that day, week, month, whatever. Yeah. And the more also from your experience with other MMOs and things like that, we all know how much of a ball lake escort missions are as your NPC blithely trundles through. Yes, yes, not the pack of trolls. But yeah, no. Again, if one of the things is if you know if he has to hook up to the person that takes the mission as the wing leader, so that he hypes into your hyperdrive, therefore you control where he jumps. Um, that would be quite cool, but different, a different type of gameplay whereby you know, and your reputation's being increased with that person, so that they're going to offer you more money to retain it the more successful you are at keeping them alive. But that's yeah. useless as a mechanic. Unless there is a flip side, which is people taking missions from the other sides in that election to take that bastard out. Um, and it always takes me yeah. back to Sid Meier's Pirates when you're hunting down Brownface, uh, the, the, the not very good, the unclean pirate. And you have to go into the port, go to the bar, and you talk to the barman and he tells you, Ah, yeah, he was here a couple of days ago. I think he was heading towards blah. So you then head yeah. over there, and you got to track down your target. That's in you know that's exciting gameplay, and it does not. Yeah, and I don't, no fault of Frontier because that kind of gameplay is very difficult to fit into a game where people drop in and drop out whenever they've got their fair the free time. But it is, is it though? Because if you think about Frontier, there was those. Um, have you seen? Um, I don't know, it wasn't the ones that um, I ever sort of took, but if you saw people on one system looking for a, a lift, if you wrote down their names and went to a different system and then says, have you seen this person? You could, you know, you could sell them the data that you'd seen them in this, uh, in that star system. So that's similar to what you're talking about. Um, so if they could do something like that for Frontier, then maybe... It is possible to do something like that for Elite Dangerous. Well, can you imagine, right, you, I mean, has this happened? Because, of, uh, again, it's something that's possibly happened. But you pick up your passenger, and rather than your ship gets blown up when you undock from the station, which I think is the most ridiculous thing that ever happened with passenger missions, <laughs> and it happened to me a lot because you've got... What, you didn't notice? At what point, if you'd scanned yourself, Mr. <laughs> station, would you have blown yourself up to get at this guy? No. So you wait till I take him outside, and then you do it, right? Well, you're a bastard. But if you were on a mission, rather than the guy going, oh, by the way, I've got washing to be picked up from fucking Hutton Orbital, and then if we could just head out to Beagle Point because my dog's ready, uh, I ordered him, and you're thinking, you're only going 12 light years, you bastard. What the hell is all this nonsense? What if your passenger that you pick up has a list of other missions? What if he became 
your contact at a destination that I'd you dropped love off. For passengers to do that, you know, your or, mission giver, or because you've taken him somewhere, you you find yourself embroiled in a in a in a larger plot, maybe smaller than you know small scale plot, but something as a result of you being there and having that guy, um, Thargoids appear, and you know he, you're you're transporting a device. You know, like the, the again, it's I know that Alan and and uh, Chris Jarvis talk about the fact you can't have heroes, but surely mm. you can have interesting stuff <laughs> that sounded really sweet <laughs> but you know I mean something that's that, that escalates you and allows you to create part of something because the worst thing uh, in, in the sort of elite in the galnet disconnect that I, I certainly have a, a galnet disconnect I couldn't give a rat's arse what these guys are doing is because it doesn't cut into my play and I can't other than through these kind of staged it's a knockout bucket filling um, activities and stuff which still kind of the community goes I, I don't I don't feel that uh, there's a great enough way for that to be a, a, a scale that tips it's just a scale it's just a bucket that fills um, yeah. but you know to have that kind of dynamicism that, that, that kind of you're doing something that's tipping the scale somewhere in a covert way um, would be cool but Again, multiplayers is where that kind of you drop into solo, so you can take the galaxy's biggest criminal from one side of the galaxy to the other. Doesn't really fit that spirit. I know what you're saying. But then again, those missions could only be available and open. But then you could just take the mission and drop but into solo. Then, if you had yeah. things only available, then people would cry about that wouldn't they but if you if, if it's yeah. if it's a high risk strategy like that then that's the point you know like for example bitch and moan all you like about a wing mission but it's for a wing mm -hmm. if you're not in a wing it's not suitable for you yeah you can still no. do it but you pay that penalty but so maybe yeah you're right I don't know I just want something that's dynamic like that I always remember the skipper mission uh, missiles in wing commander and having to protect things, and then oh and, god, those were awful. Yeah, and then the next wing you had the the escort missions. That we, what was the one we played where I ended up following the wrong ship? What was that game? <laughs> um, Every single mission, wasn't it? <laughs> was it not free? Was that not uh, free space? Free was that not uh, conflict free space? Um, oh, free yes. space. I'm always following the wrong uh, that, stuff. That uh, you know that whole escort mission was awesome. I mean, I I'm in it, this just you know I mean, I'm the person that talks about the fact that I'd like to see queues outside stations with proper docking queues, you know, uh, and yeah. bus bus runs from one station to another, so that rather than <laughs> calling your ship over, you could just take a bus to your ship and just enjoy that. That be you know that's the kind of gameplay that I like. But um, why don't we have criminal sentences which are you have to work the nav point scanning ships like you would go in in x-wing and tie fighter where you would you know go through the system and target ships and go over to them do a scan and that would be your mission why don't we have that kind of thing in elite where you could sit and your mission is to kick into you know catch 10 bounties of this value and then return to the station and that can be you working off a, a, a criminal record or again working for your faction make that a way to progress up federation um rankings and and, and alliance rankings because you're actually working for that station working for that faction and doing stuff in their interest that's i'd love to see that kind of stuff 
Yeah. No, well, they do have the link missions, which do which do do that to some degree. Have you ever been on those? I've done the, I've done the planetary scan ones, and they're kind of like that. Um, but they're so quite, you know, they're still quite repetitive. But you're not. I mean, do we really believe that every time we go to a planet looking for something, it's going to appear after our scanners jumped seventeen times, pissing us off? <clears throat> <laughs> and all the crews do we not think the scanners are a little bit more advanced like oh look, there it is there rather than I think that's it no that's a cow no, no that's a rock <laughs> but you know I'm talking about if you work that's in that point that, that's kind of system security you know why can't we take on little jobs like that and then you know if, if you don't log in for a month you log back in and you've been sacked <laughs> <laughs> whereabouts in the uh, spit system are you guys so I can try and get to you. Um, Kogel, do you mind? Oh, Kogel, do you mind if I kick you out of the wing? Hello, Shan. Actually, Co- I'm gonna. Hello, I was just listening in. Oh, I've... Hi, Shan. Yeah, I've just been doing some maths, and I've nearly finished the maths. So, does, does the maths say yes? The maths and other half say <laughs> yes. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, right, I'm going to try and invite Fozza. Thank you. But we shall see. Um, yes. We shall see when we go on Saturday to see how much all the other stuff works out. Yep. Uh, are you just Commander Fozza, Fozza? Uh, yeah. So what was the Fozzer, what, what, what was the what was the subject? I mean, I, I had uh, Cal make some really good points about wing missions and crime and punishment and things like that. Oh, we'll just we'll just say basically shooting the breeze. We're we're um, bounty hunting in LP eight one six two and just basically chatting about the general state of the game. I think. And yeah, I think that's all about right. Because let's be honest, there's there's sod all else happening uh, apart from uh, let's say on Thursday we find out about this new interstellar initiative, the the Enclave. Yeah. No idea what that's going to be about. But and on Thursday as well, we've also got the oh, what the hell are they called again? Um, Stargazer. Is it Stargazer Tours or something? Definitely. Like oh, I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, we've got um, oh, bottoms. Um, the deep link thing on going from concept art all the way up to this is the item in game. Discovery scanner, that's the word. That's the one. Yeah, I'm I'm quite looking forward to this um this next um initiative mm-hmm. because the, the first one I thought was quite primitive and I hope they take the lessons from the first one, put them in the second one and then ramp it up a notch. That'd be nice, yeah. I must admit, though, when you actually do wing up with a few people and go has res my, you know, bounty hunting like we are, it actually does add quite a lot of just fun to the game. It does, but I find it an awful pain in the bum. Well, being sociable. <laughs> no. No. The fact no, the fact I need to wait for someone to get a hit on the target before I blow it up. 
You know, it's like saying, oh, Ben, Ben, you got to hit on it. you got to hit it. Oh, okay. And you're forever, like, playing chase the person. Yeah. Particularly if they haven't got as powerful a ship or a new player. You're, it's like trying to follow someone in the car when they don't know the way. And, yeah. So I, I, I did some metrics a while ago of how many kills per hour and credits per hour I earned. Uh, both solo and also um, when I wound up with Crash to help him get his elite combat rating. And the kills per hour didn't halve with the number of, you know, you think, well, two people your rate would halve. It doesn't. It actually, for me, it dropped by two-thirds. It was a significant drop because of the waiting around. So, yeah, if you if you look at that from, from pure kind of selfish gameplay point of view, it's a pain in the bum. Yeah, no, I can get that because I know, I know, I mean, especially when we're doing things like that. But even when I'm just doing my own thing, I'm, I can see what I'm doing and then compare it to people who are real hardcore grinders, and the they're in and out, they're in and out of a station in seconds. Yeah, they've got like everything down to such a degree, and it's like inland, clear, bounty out. And it's like they've got macros or something set up to do all that, or it might just even be muscle memory for it. I don't know, but it's just I, I, I know. Can't, what I can't click buttons like. as fast. I know oh. what it feels like. It, it's yeah. like playing football with your five-year-old, mm-hmm. and and you you want them to score a goal, so you do something completely silly, like I don't know, pretend you've seen a bird or something, and they yeah. just so they can, it feels like that, and. If you're if you're in, if you're in a group of mates and you're having a laugh and you don't really care about such things, it is good fun. But if you're looking for progress, then hmm. it can be inhibiting. The other thing is, I'm not sure people are aware of this. If you use a fighter with an NPC crew, your number of points per kill to get you to the next combat rank is halved. So let's say you get three points for an elite. Anaconda, if you have an NPC crew member, you'll only get one and a half. So if you wow. want to level so if you want to level up, don't use an NPC crew member. Why have they gone and done that? That's kind of bitchy. Uh, they argue you're actually getting help from the game, so it's kind of novel as well. I'm gonna Yes, technically they're probably right, but I'm still calling bullshit. Why am I being attacked by the system police? I don't know. Are you a naughty boy, Fuzzer? Huh? Well, you're just just about to die. I know. From from what I can see on the control. What have you done? I have no idea. I I shouldn't be. This is uh, (coughs) Rata Destra, for heaven's sake. Goodbye, Fuzzer. I'm making an assumption and thinking that you had something in your cargo that was maybe a bit naughty or something, maybe? It's a brand new ship. Your ship has been destroyed by CommanderDangerous.com. Oh, okay, so there's a dick in the and Shinatra Desert who killed you. You've, you've just been griefed, mate. Yeah. Oh. You've just been griefed. Yeah, Shinrata yeah, Desert is basically, don't go there and open unless you want a PvP. Yeah, but um, I know. If you 
but if you're at if you're at Shinata Desert and jumping out, I'm surprised you you got attacked there. Back in ye old days, there used to be an unwritten rule that you didn't attack players in Shinarata Desert because it was like hallowed ground. It was like Switzerland. Um, yeah. That, that's... Yeah. Yep. Definitely long gone. Well, sadly. In case it's someone that's listening to the show, love you listening to the show, but I'm on my way back out again, so uh, don't do it again. Please don't shoot me, yeah. Yeah, yeah just jump as soon as you can. Yeah, I just... just... Oh, yeah. Got me before I even did that? Uh... Can't see if you can get me this time. Fucker. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yes. Oh, actually, no, just I'm guessing... into the letterbox. Oh, he did or you did? Uh, I did. Oh. <laughs> oh, direct Hawkus Alpha, known griefer. Block him. Oh, block him. Yeah, I could do that. I guess if I had any idea mm. how to do that. Um, when you set kill by, it'll be on your contacts list, and then you yeah. can set by contact, and then you can block your contact. Uh, oh, Miggles! But did you accidentally shoot Miggles or something? No, it's, it's just him and his blooming flying dildo just crushed into him. <laughs> See? Told you, it's like playing football with your five year Oh, that takes me yeah, back to when we did Space or... Engineers. What was, what was the Space Engineers oh. we did, Ben? We've done Space Engineers. Oh, what was it before um, that? It was the one you built, we built, you You have to put your sort of uh, engine... Oh, you're flying... In... Is this your, where you built your flying willy? Yes, they could fire out of the balls. Um... Hi. <laughs> Miggles didn't even notice Colin under there. <laughs> um, what was that again? That was fun, I liked that. It was like Minecraft in space. What was that game you what was that game you sent me that got me into real trouble with my family? What goes on under it, the covers or something? It, what, it, I got in trouble with my family. It wasn't some sort of <laughs> non work safe game, was it? Oh yeah, Grant does like sending games that will get you arrested. What's so. going on under the blanket? Yeah, that's the one. It was the yeah. uh, the, the master beat and not get caught uh, game. Um, <laughs> which Do you remember? Better than Cheryl with Dad. Yeah. Do you remember oh. the? <laughs> Do you remember the advert for a Nintendo game, which basically oh, oh, was swinging. It was like yes. it had like several couples on a sofa. Or something, and it say so and so and so and so must smog another person and whatever. Yeah, it's I never remember that. But talking about stuff completely non-game related, did you enjoy the Banana Splits movie trailer? I said, no. That's somebody else's childhood's ruined again. I must admit, I saw it, but I haven't clicked on it. There's a few people have sent it to me. What exactly is it? It's like a horror version of it. It looks like it's a cross between Five Nights and Freddy crossed with ruining your childhood. Mm -hmm. Is that about right? Pretty much. I, I, <laughs> apparently the the script and the scenario came from a proposed Five Nights at Freddy movie. But then when the rights fell through, they switched to the banana slits. Yeah, it's it's an R-rated Banana Splits movie, isn't it? The Sci-Fi Channel had it. Hmm. 
So it's actually I've... been made then? It's not something that's in production or could be yeah, made? It's actually it, been made. It's coming out, yes. <laughs> it has the potential to be as, as silly as Sharknado. Oh, Christ. Yeah, I mean, there is a, there's an acceptable level of this game is so silly it's good. Or this, this movie is so silly it's good. Which is potential in there, I suppose, maybe. Um, I don't think it's going to happen, but it could be. Um, actually, I'm tempted. Isn't there? There's a couple of films out at the moment that I want to see. And we've got Spider-Man Homecoming in a couple of weeks, don't we? Just before they've gone. Oh, cool. I'm definitely uh, going to I think, see that then. Yeah, I think that's out. Um, I kind of want to see the X-Men film. Um, and I do, I, I have to admit, I do want to go and see Toy Story. Yeah. Um, and unfortunately, there's a downside of that, though, is that I'm not actually going to see my kids until after LaveCon now. And I want to go and see Toy Story, damn it! Mm. <laughs> the only movie I'm really looking forward to seeing, admittedly with some trepidation, is uh, the new Star Wars. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I want to see if they can possibly redeem the Star Wars the franchise um, from the abomination that was The Last Jedi. But then, <laughs> then you've got the writing Colin. He's so, he's so in shock. I've mentioned Star Wars. Quite possibly. But they've got the same writers who did Game of Thrones writing the next lot of Star Wars movies. So it'll probably be amazing. Well, I'm saying the first two movies will probably be amazing and world class, and then the last movie will complete so. Oh, that's a little unfair, to be honest. I don't think there's anything they could have done to, to, to have kept up with the expectations. Nothing could have kept up with the expectations, but I get. Can we? Oh, can we talk spoilers for Game of Thrones? Not really. Wait, uh... it, was, it was aired. It was aired a month ago, but some people are waiting for the DVD, so yeah. probably not. The thing was, though, HBO said you can have as many series, series as you like, and you know you don't have to wrap it up. So why did they decide to wrap it up? Because they wanted to go and see Star Wars. So the, the reason why the end is so accelerated. Isn't because, because the studio isn't because G.R.R. Martin said, you know, that's 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 the speed pace has got to go, yeah. or HBO was saying you've got oh so many so many episodes. It was it was this, you know, HBO said, look, you can go to thirteen seasons if you like, and G.R.R. Yeah, Martin we're making said, money hand over fist to you, we don't care. Yeah, and, and Martin said, you know, oh, I've got easy, got thirteen seasons worth of content, you can you can do. But the whole lot was just accelerated just to get it done and over with. Which I can kind of understand if the cast are kind of getting bored and, and whatnot. Mm. But, yeah. They could have released it, you know, had it a full season. And explained a lot of the things that they did. I mean, this is nothing against the people who produced it. Did you see the documentary after it? Like, it's no. like the making. Oh, there's a there's a brilliant documentary. It's about an hour of it that follows the efforts of the makeup artists, the extras, mm. and the whole production method. And okay. the guys on there are completely amazing. I mean, the um, one of the big battles in the eighth season 
they filmed like over 55 consecutive nights. Bloody hell. Oh, okay, I know which battle that was. Well, it's kind of obvious, I suppose, but yes. Um, yeah, I would have liked to have seen Season 8 drag out and... Season 8 drag act? Dra- <laughs> yeah, that could have been interesting too. But I could I could have seen that as... Because there's only, was it seven or eight episodes? Yeah, if they've yeah. done that as a full 13, 14 episodes job. And maybe given the final... Well, the final one did have a two-parter. It was basically... Even though it was one episode, it was still two hours long, basically, wasn't it? It was about an hour and a half, I think it was, if you stripped out the adverts. Yeah. So but... it was a double sizer, but still. <laughs> or nearly. I mean, if you want to know how to end uh, a series or a, 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 a program mm-hmm. or whatever, look at Avengers Endgame. That was an excellent oh, end. Oh, God, Jess. <clears throat> Really? You're disagreeing there, Colin, or was that just a cough? That's just a warning. Uh, no, that's a, that's, that's a subtle warning not to spoil it. So, okay. No, 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 we're not saying it. No, we're not spoiling it. We just said it was a really good ending. I'll tell you... Still what, don't, I'm, right, I still so, don't understand why Hulk had to die. That yeah. made no sense to me whatsoever. <laughs> it was Superman's fault. Yeah, and the appearance, the, the appearance of the female Thor as well, I think, was just completely unnecessary. Well, that's just what? so we got boobs in screen. Mm. Well, I thought... What, what, what I thought when the when the Justice League turned up was actually when they jumped the shark. <laughs> so, yeah, like, well, the, the Justice League needed, needed to make money somehow, didn't they? So I, I don't know if you've noticed. I mean, obviously, I, I watch an awful lot of crappy television, and um, Spanish television, the dramas that are coming out of Spain <laughs> at the moment are actually really good. Uh, but one, um, there's a couple of Australian shows that I watch uh, that are not Neighbours or Home and Away, which obviously have... <laughs> have set a standard that makes you run and scream from Australian TV, but there's a couple of series that are very much spectacular because the writers don't seem to be held back. Like, you know, the big thing about Game of Thrones is, oh my God, they've killed off a character. Whereas if you're watching a drama like Castle or um, uh, The Mentalist, when you see one of the main characters get into a confrontation with the baddie and then it cuts away and then there's a body floating in the river, at no point is that body ever going to be that person. True. Australian dramas do not have that restriction. They can go wherever they want. And I, I can only recommend it. If you haven't seen Wentworth, yes, it's Prisoner of Cell Block H. Just get over it. It's a relaunching of it. But the writing, the acting are spectacular. And the storyline is unbelievable. I oh, used to like watching good. Prisoner of Cell Block H when I was like half cut and, well, then you'll and sort of 17 years old. It requires the only Spanish. The, the only Spanish pro- production I've ever watched, it was years and years years ago, and it completely freaked me out. I must have been about nine at the time. Mm-hmm. And uh, I was staying up late um, from school, and I watched this, this horror film <laughs> about a guy who got in... <laughs> no, no, it's about a guy who got into a phone box to phone his wife, and this isn't called Doctor Who by any chance, is it? No, 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 it wasn't Doctor Who. He got, he got into a phone box and sort of went to phone his wife and couldn't get through. And then he finds the door stuck. And so he's banging, trying to get out, and the people were sort of gathering around him. And um, 
they're trying to help him out and some are laughing at him and stuff like that. But this guy is getting more and more kind of concerned because the telephone box is, um, is stuck. Anyway, after a certain amount of time, a lorry comes along and they say, don't worry, we'll, you know, we'll take you off to the, um, the place and get you out. Don't worry. So they lift him up and they put him in the lorry and he drives through, still stuck in the phone box. And he then parks and goes to a dark tunnel and then the light goes on and there are hundreds of other phone boxes all with decaying and dead people inside. And that's how the film ends. Oh dear. Yeah, that, that sounds kind no, of good. watch that one then. Excellent. Um, that, that sounds kind of like, um, you know, the sort of Twilight, uh, I know they brought back the Twilight Zone and stuff like that, the kind of short films that can be really punchy and, and meaningful. Um, the Money Heist it is on Netflix. Don't watch it anywhere else because the subtitles are crap. Netflix has it. Money Heist it will be a very enjoyable um, new type of story and quality that you wouldn't expect. But it's a Netflix movie, um, series and it's bloody good. What, what, I'm enjoy- what I'm enjoying at the moment uh, on Netflix, I haven't quite binged it yet, is, is Happy. Have you seen Happy? Yeah, yes. I saw the first episode. I thought it was interesting, but I haven't done anything with it. They've got two seasons. And that's it. No more. In season two, well, that... they dialed up the nutty. They'd, I mean, after season one, the opening scene in season one is one of the most spectacular things I've seen on television. And season two decided to try and up it, and uh, they they managed in certain respects, but it wasn't quite as cool. Grant, given that you watch a whole load of random stuff, I keep on meaning to watch this um, thing that keeps on being advertised for the History Channel with uh, Mark Hamill in called Knights or something. You watched that? Is that the Templars or something? I don't know. No idea, but it's got Mark Hamill in as sort of like a, a Merlin-type character. I've not seen it, so I couldn't comment. And I do watch a lot of crap, so it's not managed to go across my... Uh... I just get recommendations for French, Spanish, Portuguese films. <laughs> just because Susie keeps watching them and really enjoying them, and they're good. Um, I, if you haven't seen The Money Heist, have you, Foz? No, no, no. I'm not usually into foreign language films. There was the last foreign language films I saw was a German one, where Hitler came forward in time, and ended up in modern Berlin. Okay. <laughs> okay. And 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 people didn't believe he was Hitler, but they were saying, "You look just like Hitler," and things like that. It's yeah. I see. I like that kind of. I like kind of different different things out there. But sometimes the the, the quality of them is poor. Uh, one that uh, Susie really liked kind of was you know the timeless and what was the other one that was really bad, where they had a big stupid machine. Timeless was when they sent people's consciousness back in time from the future to people who were dying to take over their bodies at the point of death in order to protect and fix the future. Then there was another one, and I cannot remember. Oh, was that Millennium? No, that was... Um, there was a film, Millennium, was... based on a book. Oh, there, was, there was a film called Millennium, which is based on a book, where what would happen is these time travellers would jump into a um, a disaster where everyone died. Like one example is there's going to be a plane crash and everyone's died. And what they do is they take the people who were going to get killed, replace them with just body, you know, identical bodies, and they then take the people into some sort of arc. So when the world ends, there's people there to start again. 
But of course, it doesn't affect the timeline because the people have died and there are bodies to prove it. There's all kinds of really weird, decent science fiction out there, but sometimes it's just so poorly, uh, poorly thought out. It just leaves you thinking, why did you bother? Yeah, Timeless was the crappy one where they had a big, huge orb that they all went back in time and dressed up in the time to go back and try and you know help Amelia Earhart get on a plane and and stop. Oh, the I vaguely guys. remember that one. That, yeah. that one wasn't as good. It was Travelers was the one where they sent consciousnesses back in time. That was really quite clever. But the Spanish have El Ministerio El, El, Minis, El Ministerio de, del Tiempo, which is the Ministry of Time, and Susie watched that. I mean. We tend to watch them with subtitles because I think if you watch dubbed, it can be a real barrier to enjoying um, and getting the subtleties of the actors, which just sounds really pompous, and I apologise. Um, but, you know, I, it's it's a very interesting one that she thoroughly enjoyed. I think I'd rather watch a foreign film in the, in the language it's filmed in and subtitles rather than have an English dubbing over the film. Starion's got great taste. I mean, taste. the example... He just said, Old Man's War, and I can tell you, that is a book I picked up on a ferry on my way to work in Dublin, and uh, on the boat I read it, and I didn't put it down, and then I had to race like a madman from Belfast all the way down to the hotel so I could continue to read it, and uh, mm-hmm. I've just recently finished the entire Scalzi series, and they've been making that TV series for freaking years on his Old Man War books, and when it comes out, it is epic. It's like Starship Troopers... But grown up, <laughs> brilliant book. Cannot recommend it uh, uh, high enough. Uh, it's so easy to read, and it is such a laugh. So honourable. Sorry, yes, it should be. Okay. It'll be it'll be read by uh, what's his name, uh, Wesley Snipes. No, the guy that played Wes- uh, Wesley in um, Crusher. Yeah, yeah. What's his name? Oh, Will Wheaton. Will Wheaton reads them. He does all the Scalzi books. And then it opens you up into a whole world of new stories. Um, sorry, guys. You know, we don't deny to sleep for a long time. And, and um, I've really been reading a lot in the last six months, which is more than usual. Because I, I hadn't read in years. And I went back and I started reading Space Team, which is fonking awesome. Uh, just comedy. Uh, lo- I wasn't lo- a fan of Space Team. It's just silliness, but it's really easy to read. So for me, it got me back in. And then I started reading Old Man's War again, and I read it and again. Second time I read it, I loved it again. And then I read through the entire series. And I have to say, there's a point in the Scalzi books where they do The Last Colony, or The Lost Colony, and then the next book's called Eve's Diary. And Eve's Diary is a telling of Lost Colony from her point of view. And normally that would make me think, why on earth would I want to read the same story from a different point of view. That's ridiculous and stupid. It's freaking awesome. It's an amazing book. So, uh, Sue, I stand corrected, corrected. Sue, did you ever get around to reading Hyperion? Dan Simmons, I think it was you. Oh, that's a, that was a slog of a book, if ever there was one. I've still got that in audio, on an audiobook. Uh, I get always in about three chapters, and then, I don't know, I, I just click out <laughs> and go and do something else instead. It was a slog of a book. It's really it's, good, but God, it's, it's very clever. It's a very clever story. Oh, so I'm just looking at the Twitch chat. Yes, it was Will Wheaton from Blade. 
<laughs> did you anyone watch what they do in the shadows? Again, see a television nonsense. They did a oh the vampire one. They do a yes, movie, and they've now released a new series. I was the only series one I've seen on um, iPlayer. I haven't seen a second series yet. No, no, there's an original movie. It was an original Australian movie, and it's hysterical. And then they've released a series, and what they've done beautifully is the uh, movie cast and the TV cast are totally different. The stories are different. And there's a, a point when they have a, a vampire council, and the original cast from the movie are part of the council, and then they've got loads of other vampires like uh, Blade... Uh, and if you're out there thinking, oh, not another one of these stupid fake documentaries, if for no other reason at all you watch an episode, you have to watch it for the fact that they have created something that we all know and suffer from on a daily basis, emotional vampires. <laughs> it's genius. It is just the... Th uh, it's genius. It's a very clever, very much... Um, what would you say, uh, Flight of the Concords humour, so a bit, you know, low energy, but very, yeah, it's got, very witty. It's got the the loud boss from the IT crowd in it, isn't it? I Please was going to say, it was the thing that I was watching the other night where they were punishing a flatmate for bringing someone in and yeah, you, they had to do the dance of shame and stuff and they, they danced around and just like were saying to him, dance of shame, dance of shame. Is it's, this the same thing? It's possible. Uh, I don't know. Dance of Shame sounds like something they should put on Strictly, doesn't it? Yeah, but no, they were just all sort of dancing around him, like in a Morris dance and stuff. It was very odd. Um, yeah. Yeah, it was very it's, odd. It's, if you watch it, it's, it's, it's got that kind of anti-humour in it um occasionally but i'm not familiar with it being that bad uh there was a, a cursed hat which was, was painfully funny because he refused to yeah, believe it was, it was cursed uh, it, it seemed to be sort of almost like um oh that was it and i can yeah so they've got the police coming in um to their um den and they're trying to dazzle them um, and so the police are going around complaining about the fact they've got no smoke alarms and they're stepping over bodies uh, of people that have been drained of blood and stuff. Um, but obviously they're dazzled, so you know, they're going through, oh yes, absolutely, officer, we'll get the smoke alarms fitted just as the officer sort of steps up. Can I use the stepladder? And he steps on a dead body that he thinks is a stepladder to have a look at the, um, <laughs> the smoke alarms. Is it that sort of humour? Yes. Because maybe it was what I was watching. It could well be, yeah. Um, but I say yeah. I say I I do like a, a range of different types of uh, entertainment, and certainly Netflix and Prime give you a huge swathing um, choices. I don't know if anyone particularly watches Designated Survivor, which can be a bit. I used to. I got through the first season, and that was it. It, it was a good first season, but it's kind of like the West Wing with spies, isn't it, now? Yeah, but I mean, they're, they're now using a video footage of documentaries where actually, you know, people recorded clips um, just talking about politics today and they're using them in the series to give it a little bit of a realistic flavour, which works really well. Um, but yeah, you're right, it is kind of one of those things that you just kind of feel it's, you know, America, fuck yeah. Um, speaking of things that have been done slightly differently, and again, it's Nathan Fillion, which I, I love, isn't and that's the rookie. Brilliant. Oh, uh, rookie's excellent. Yeah, so where they sort of mix in the sort of the normal sort of view, complete with the uh, the police body cam view. Uh, okay. I thought that was that was really nice. 
American politics, right, and and how difficult it can be for us to appreciate it. Did any of you watch the newsroom? Yeah, loved it. Yes, I did. Yeah, that's a, that's an Aaron Sorkin thing, you know. It, it was, US yeah. Thing. That was a spectacular. That was another clever. That was another very clever series. But but then West Wing is one of my favourite series ever. I just love the West Wing. It was yeah. so so well written. How many times do you want Jed Bartley to actually be the president of the United States? Uh, no, I'm West of, I've gone through the West Wing about three, four times. Uh, and there's a good podcast, if you're ever into podcasts, the, the West Wing Weekly, where um, the guy who was Will, who was the uh, the second stage writer, he's also the guy that's the, um, the for those people who watch The Big Bang Theory, he's the uh, university uh, chancellor in that. Oh, yes. Yeah. Yes, yeah. he's also... He was also the DA in um, Scandal. Yeah. Um, so it's, um, uh, he does it, and he invites people from uh, the West Wing on. So, you know, they have Aaron talking on and stuff. But they basically just go take it through episode by episode, um, talking about the show, talking about how that episode was made, what was going on, um, how they felt whilst they did it, and stuff like that. It's really good. Uh, it's the West Wing Weekly. I love the West Wing. I just don't get those um, after shows, you know. Like for example, the the, the Talking Dead. No, no yeah, thanks. That I didn't get. No, thank you. Don't, don't spoil your uh, show by you know having exit chats with people that have just left the series uh, and stuff. No, they're dead to me. They're dead. Exactly. I don't want to see them talking. It's like Deadliest Catch as well. I loved that show. Um, I don't know why. It was just fascinating watching fishermen, you know, swear and curse and fight. Um, it's a lot Did of you ever? I watched Ice Road Trucker for the same reason. Did you ever watch Duck Dynasty? No. No. Oh, Too much The parts of it were just so funny. It was just so... so I mean, yes, it was all show and stuff like that, but it was just so funny. And they do stuff like you'd want to do, like go um, beaver hunting um, <laughs> using experts. <laughs> Somehow, I just knew that would get you. Yeah. And... Um, Oh, what was it? They, they, they heard a rumour, apparently, or read, read on the internet, that bees don't sting at night. <laughs> so, they all, so they all go out at night, um, thinking they know better to get this bee's nest down. And, of course, chaos ensues uh, when they found that they're completely wrong. But then the oldest guy, the dad, who's kind of like knows his thing, comes along with a, a smoke generator and just sort of smokes them out and cuts it off and takes it away with a... The rest of them are covered in wealth. So yeah. Well, not to not to sort of you know you know bring things to, to point out the fact that we're almost actually at half ten. Um, I've got a message from uh, Mia Harkness who's saying uh, if you use the detailed surface scanner, yeah, it's about elite. If you use the detailed surface scanner to map a planet with probes, then it shows up geological and biological features in the surface and hotspots in the rings of some worlds. So there we go. It will right. show you interesting things. Okay. So the FFS for, for, for doing planets, I cannot, for love of money, get it to go around the back of the planet. I know how it's supposed to be done. Oh, that's I, easy. Well, no, it's so easy. Obviously not. I can't do well, it. First, so thing, first thing you do, first thing you do is engineer your surface scanner. Because if you get it to grade five, it gives you 50% more coverage per limpet. Okay, that I can see that's how that would help. Difference. Yeah. Um, but the way you get around the back is, let's say you've got a five 
five limpet or seven limpet planet. Is, so you've got a seven par planet. What I do is I, if you move the, if you move the target just above where it says miss and then drop it down until it doesn't, your probe will then hit the center of the planet's back. back. And, and then if you then do another, another three, one in each corner of the planet, if you think there's a triangle, right on the horizon of the planet, then it will spread around the back as well. And that's how you, that's how you do it. Okay, I'll give that a go. You lied. <laughs> so I, I guess we should mention, you know, LaveCon in a couple of weeks. Uh, you know, the usual shout-outs, Hutton Orbital Truckers that are available on the other uh, on the other channel. Uh, what, are the, what are the other usual shout-outs we do? I don't know, but can you really imagine that anybody that's supposed to be going to LaveCon still thinks, oh, yes, LaveCon, that's next week, isn't it? I must buy my ticket. Surely everybody who's going to go is going to have bought their ticket by now. No, well, people should turn up on the day. If you can, you can just buy a ticket on the day, can't you? And you can book a hotel in Northampton or somewhere like that and just drop in or do what I did the first year was just drive up there and drive back. I don't know if our camping ticket is still on sale. Let's have a wee quick look. Um, there's still time to get tickets anyway if you want to, if you want to pre-book and then just, yeah, check into a, a local travel lodge or something and then commute um, to the hotel each day. And if there's a lot of you staying there, then you can share taxis and things. There are definitely ways, because it a, it's a beautiful venue. Unfortunately, it's quite a pricey venue um, for rooms to stay in. But, um, yeah, it's I, th- I believe you can get bronze tickets, which don't include your lunch, or... A th- think you can still get if i remember correctly grant karen went off and pulled anything that would require the hotel to do extra catering last friday i think it was yeah just so she can basically give the kit the hotel this is how many people we're going to be feeding yeah sorry because the hog roast the hog roast springs to mind a couple of years ago where it went didn't it in about 10 people yeah, um. well, the hotel went off and said, "Well, obviously we've got a bunch of gamers here. They'll only have half a sandwich each, won't they?" I know the, the hog roast just took forever. That was the only problem. The hog roast. I, I was like, you know, one of the last to get up there, and you're right, it was a bit slim pickings, which is a bit of a pain if you if you pay extra. But there's not but, a lot of that at conventions and things. And you know, as members of the sort of volunteers, it's very difficult to be first in those queues yeah. without kicking people. But you can order. Food at the bar. So if you go there and you haven't got a meal ticket, you've got a bronze ticket, and you think, "Oh, crumb time, we're going to have my evening meal." Or, you can order food from the bar. Or you There's can also a damn order in. pub just down, yeah. down the road. Just down the road, five minutes by. You know, not even. It's it's like next door. It is the next. You yeah. go down the road, and it's the next opening. Is another bar that sells fantastic food as well and different beers. And it's got nice tails. Yeah. So we found that last year. It's the first year I went to that on the Sunday night and I thought, right, I'm definitely doing that again because that was amazing. Yeah, I mean, I know there's been talk about doing this the Friday and the Sunday night, maybe. Because, yeah, it's just, it's nice. So anyone, anything in particular that anyone really is looking forward to at LaveCon this year? Being there. Missed last year. Yep. I, I enjoy my annual interrogation of Frontier Star. <laughs> uh, Will apparently is going to be turning up in a kimono. Oh, yeah. I, I heard, oh. I heard 
I heard rumours of a pool party as well. Um, also, the guard, uh, the guard frequency were having a little bit of a dig, apparently. Um, it, Karen has put in the rules that you are not allowed to turn up naked. <laughs> I take it that's because of the naked bride issue a few years back. Well, she wasn't really part of her She wasn't even she... one of us. I think it's probably more threats that she's received through email. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but it's going to be a lot of fun. Mr. Hanky, I mean, um, Simon and I have been working on content and and, and the sort of the or the mechanic for delivering that content for the last oh god months, months and months and months. We've been working away at this, so we're excited to see it come and happen and and get you know get it out of the way and get on with our lives. Okay. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, no, I'm looking. To get a shot of Artemis would be good as well. I want to do Artemis. I want to do we Artemis. We need and to I want find to do a, a bloody... radio Artemis. Yeah, I want to do Artemis, and I want to do actually do some bloody card games or some games, board games. I well, you've never got to stay chance. sober past eight o'clock, you lightweight. <laughs> <laughs> You'll be lucky. <laughs> Sunday morning, how can you tell? Because there's no sign of Fozza. <laughs> it's not good to appear until <laughs> oh, about two o'clock. That's not. <laughs> True. I am there, bright and bushy, uh, on Sunday morning. Bright and bushy, my dear. Later in the evening on Sunday, I disappear because I have to go home. But uh, yeah, this time I've got a late pass on Sunday as well. So um, I'll be there Friday, Saturday, and late night Sunday. Well, you got to come I play some of the games. Sandro's coming, is he? I don't yes. think Sandro's coming. Is he? Um, he is coming. Let is me, he? Um, I hope he's coming. Let me just. Oh, shizen, heizen, heizen, flizen. Um. There was a confirmed list. Oh, I cannot remember. No, it might not have been Sandro. It might have been Dav that I saw. I know, Miggles, I'm sure I heard Miggles, Dav and... Get your big pointy stick out of my way. Wasn't Adam Burkwaite and people like that were all... They're all coming. And Paige will be there. Will will be there. Sally's going to be there. Well, um, without Sandro, um, the hotel's... Uh, revenue they get <laughs> is going to drop, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, no Sandra, no Mike. Right. Well, I'm afraid, folks, I'm going to have to drop out now. Um, so uh, I'll catch everyone probably in in person at LaveCon. See you all at LaveCon. Yeah. So yeah. Um, good night to everybody who's, who's in Twitch and uh, catch you all later. Well, it might be a, a sort of good point. I know we've, we've kind of talked about everything, which is awesome. Um, a good point to, to put an end to our, our broadcast, guys. Thanks for joining us and being lenient and not just screaming, you must talk about Elite in the chat. <laughs> uh, Commander Paul Archer, um, Ben has no shields. Boost. I have shields. You're not showing any shields? No, I'm on full shields. It could just be a delay in the feed. Let's have a look and see. Yeah, it looks like he's got full shields. It's all good there. Yeah, yeah. I'm shooting him. He's got shields. Thanks, Foss. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, if we're not, if we don't, we won't see you next week. So thank you again for um, coming along tonight. Uh, we will see you in person if you're at LaveCon, and if you're not at LaveCon, do check out the live stream. One of the things we love to do is 
stream whatever content we can. Um, there will always be potentials where there will be a content giver who's not comfortable being streamed and we will respect their wishes or there is content that they don't want to be streamed, um, which can happen. Frontier are normally very, very good um, at streaming as much as they possibly can, but we always respect the wishes of the streamer. As frustrating as that might be, if you can't get there because you can't get to see some of the special stuff that happens, we uh, will do our best. <coughs> I had a dream about LaveCon last night, actually. <laughs> I, you had a dream I, about LaveCon? Yeah, I, I, I dreamt that I, I was asleep the whole weekend. <laughs> and missed all the announcements, and that's when they announced space legs and showed pictures of planetary landings. And I slept through it for some reason. And I was like, "Why did I sleep through LaveCon?" So, no, I don't have any shields. If it boosts away, <laughs> that would be absolutely hilarious if it were to happen. I don't think it will, but that'll be. Yeah, I, I can't pick. <laughs> I've honestly never had a LaveCon dream. Um, Never forget your first leave con dream. Yeah. And no, the bed wasn't wet when I woke up. <laughs> oh, Craig, I, 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 I just, wasn't even thinking that. I just get the dreams that you know you you feel like you're down there, and I, I sort of get to the venue, and then I sort of say to 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 Simon, shit. <laughs> We forgot something. <laughs> so you, 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 so what, Cowie? You had the dream where you were trapped in a room all weekend and barely get out. Yeah, it's kind of. And like then that, you realise. <laughs> no, you know what? We're hoping that this time round, um, all the hard work we've put in will free us up a little bit more. And the schedule certainly seems to be a lot nicer to have some breaks in there to go and get food and stuff. So um, it should be a slightly more pleasant experience all round um, for us and our guy, our volunteers um, and uh, yeah, hopefully we can get out and get some games, but this is pretty, the problem is we've still got Dockers on before midnight and then it's out to the bar to games and that's that's when we my brother, you know, that's when we play our, our games and if you are there, if, I think Eddie's going to be the Eddie Girdler, um, then you must, Fozza, if you get an opportunity to play, we haven't play tested it, it's one of the most entertaining games you will play and really? lose. We haven't play tested it. Yes. Okay. Cool. Definitely worthwhile. If we're, if you know if we're there, we'll definitely have a couple of games of that with you. Uh, it is a game that makes no sense, but it makes complete sense. Looking forward to it already. All right. So we we shall close um, the stream. I'll have a look to see if there's anyone that we can raid after this. Um, Oh, Father Bill is currently streaming, so if you would like a religious elite dangerous stream, we can uh, go over to him. Uh, but for now, um, is there anything else we have to shout out before we go? Just no. a reminder, we won't be on next week. Yeah, see you all at LaveCon. So. And if you are flying there, what's that phrase? Don't crash and die. Something like that, you know. We'll see you there. Fly safe, but if you can't do that, fly dangerous. That yeah, one. that one. Uh, we should, that do one. The, should do the outro. Try it again, Ben. Uh, so, yeah, if you're going to LaveCon, fly safe. And if you can't do that, fly dangerous. Is that how you want to cramp? 
Two seconds, I'll be right back. <laughs> <laughs>